Hi, my name is Rob Scott from UC Today and welcome to our September Microsoft Teams news update. As always, I'm joined by Teams expert Tom Abuffnot. Hey Tom, how's it going? Yeah, really good, thanks. Yeah, it's been a really busy month, so uh, lots going on, lots to talk about. Yeah, absolutely, lots to talk about. So let's dive in, but just before we do, this month's news update is sponsored by Pexip, so thank you very much. And uh, top of the list this month, Tom, we said we'd talk about the new Microsoft Teams rooms uh, basic and pro licenses. Tell us more about that because that's quite hot. Yeah, this is hot off the press. So uh, Microsoft just changed the price list on first uh, of September. So uh, you might have seen a bit about this. Microsoft did briefly post about this a little bit ahead of the schedule they intended to. Um, but basically, Microsoft are changing the way their room systems licensing works. So previously, there were two options. There was Microsoft Teams Room Standard, which was $15 per device per month. And then there was Microsoft Teams Room Premium, which was $50 per device per month. Uh, and, and all licenses had the same features. The main difference was Premium had like a managed service wrap, a, a portal for managing the devices. So it was like the, the managed service option. Uh, and Microsoft are changing the model now. So they're going to have a Microsoft Teams Room Basic, which is completely free for up to 25 devices. So the idea is that kind of starter slash SMB with a few devices that doesn't need advanced features, they can get started completely free per device per month. Obviously, they pay for the device from the OEM, um, but it is basic. It's it's not the fancy cameras. It's not uh, the room panels. It's not any managed service or managed wrap around it. It's none of the AI fanciness. So things like front row um, and together mode, all the fancy things you see Microsoft promoting, that's not in basic. And then there's the pro rooms, which is everything. Everything you see, all the fancy AI and camera tracking and speaker recognition, and crucially, the management around them, so a portal to manage them. Um, the other important difference is premium used to have a manned remote managed service from Microsoft. They're dropping that and they're pushing that out to partners to do. So it will be a pro will include a management portal and AI management. But if you need actual people helping you, then you're into partner land for that, basically. Got it. And so a lot more features available in that pro edition. But, you know, what's the pricing like? Is it changing, you know, for the pro edition? Yeah, so it's it's definitely an impact. So if you want all the features, you're going to have to go pro basically, and that's $40 per device per month. So that's still well under what you, you typically see in, in our space. So Zoom is 49 bucks per device per month and Cisco's somewhere above that, but I can never get a straight answer. If anyone works in Cisco land and can give me the answer, that'd be interesting. But generally speaking, it's still pretty low compared to the industry, but... If you were paying $15 per room per month, it is still a jump to 40. There's no getting away from that. Um, so for some customers, it'll be a jump because they'll be going from 15 to 40, but they get all those additional services. Um, for some customers that were already on premium, it'll actually be a $10 reduction, but they're going to have to work out how they replace that managed service people wrap. So they'll probably, that $10 will probably go back to a partner if they want a managed service wrap. Um, but I mean, Microsoft want to invest heavily in the pro model. So there'll be some news coming out at Ignite, which we should keep track of where a whole bunch more features are rolling in. Uh, so it kind of is, is going to be a jump. There's no getting away from that for some people who are on the, the, the standard room licensing. They can choose to drop down to basic for free and save some money, but lose features, or they can step up to pro and they're on the, the train for all the future features as well. 
Fantastic. So yeah, quite quite a nice move there from Microsoft. And uh, you know, for large enterprises, I can imagine you know if you've got a hundred meeting rooms, for example, you know that those numbers are going to you know get pretty high, aren't they? The, the, they are. I mean, most big customers would want the managed service wrap anyway, so they would typically be targeted with the premium license anyway. But there are plenty of customers out there using the standard fifteen dollar license that have been getting that value for years and years and years. I mean, when this started, you know, there weren't half the features there are now so they've, they've in microsoft would pitch it you know you've had a long run of a really good value um, but absolutely people who are uh, on the 15 dollars are now going to have to think about how they jump up to 40 dollars and mm. you know what where the value is for them indeed right well okay next up we said we talk about page you go calling plans from microsoft teams tell us more on that one yeah this is pretty huge um so microsoft uh, forever have offered calling plans for teams so i.e a phone number and some minutes but they've always been in that bundle per user format so you pay for an individual user you get a set bundle of minutes per user and those aggregate over the same types of users in the same countries so the, the classic kind of more in in the europe you tend to get this in mobile contracts you know i pay for my my phone number and a bundle of minutes uh, and and that has always been different to how the industry would typically do it which is you pay per phone number and then you pay per channel and then you pay for your minutes as you go i.e your usage uh, so for, for the first time microsoft offering a usage based model you still pay per user so you pay two dollars or three dollars per user per month depending on what countries you're in but then you don't get any minutes bundled you then pay per minute uh, so this works really well in theory for customers who have lots of users who barely use the phone so they need the ability um, or they take a lot of incoming calls but don't make any real outgoing calls um, but don't heavily use the the bundles of minutes um, but it is worth looking as a customer it's worth looking at those per minute costs because they are relatively high compared to the industry everything is over well over one pence a minute and it kind of goes up from there so so you have to do the maths on does it actually make sense for you or is bundles of minutes or is third party through operator connect or direct routing the better total cost of ownership for you yeah interesting why i mean why have they why have they done this time has microsoft given you any insight there yeah no i mean i haven't had any uh, kind of first-hand insight but i would think it's to push the team's phone license and give them ability to have a first party way to give telephony a reasonable cost because there's a hell of a lot of licensed teams phone seats out there that aren't yet connected to psdn uh, and if microsoft sales can go in and say hey look if you your users make very very few phone calls so in in the uk it's only two bucks a month they can just be like, look, pay two bucks a month on your existing enterprise agreement and you've got phone lit up uh, so i think it's a motion to say for either small customers who, you know or large customers with not much usage you can do this all first party really easily microsoft still you know always uh, love the partners and all that stuff so they're always going to say there's options you can go to operator connect you can go to direct routing you can go to them um but it as they push up on uh, lots of direct engagement with customers around customer success i think it's handy for them to have a model where they can just say look all in one straight from us pay as you go here it is Great, and and just so I'm hearing you right, you can mix and match that therefore. So you can have bundled you bundled calling plans, you know, and you can have this page you go. Hundred percent, really good point. Yeah, you can mix and match all of these models. So you can mix and match 
multiple um, operators connect operators you can mix and match direct routing operators connecting calling plans and you can mix and match calling plans that are bundled and pay as you go so look at your user base and work out what combination of things you want but yeah most customers there won't be a one-size-fits-all for calling so they will be mixing and matching different operators and plans Fantastic. Well, thanks for that. Next up, we said we'd talk uh, about a really crucial update, actually. And I know you're going to expand on this as to why it's crucial, but uh, you're going to have to also explain what a three PIP phone is for Skype for Business to me. So, uh, Tom, tell us yeah, more. This is, this is an insider engineering term that became the term. It's quite funny. So, uh, Skype for Business three PIP PIP phones are third party, so 3P, IP phones. Uh, so 3PIP was the engineering term and it became the term. So what this is, is there were Skype business phones that were built by third parties. They had third party software on, but they were certified to work with Microsoft Teams. Um, so the old world of both, uh, sorry, certified for Skype business online and Skype business server. So the old world of server mainly. And lots of customers that bought Skype business server invested in these phones as the world moved to Teams, they needed a way for those Skype for Business phones to work with Teams. So Microsoft came up with a gateway that allowed a uh, Skype for Business phone to log in like Skype for Business and work with Teams. And that gateway was the only option initially for those phones to work with Teams. Um, fast forward a few years, we got a standard-based SIP gateway from Microsoft. So you could take a, a SIP phone that was approved and connect that to Teams. And basically this motion is Microsoft want people to get off of the Skype for Business firmware, three PIP phones, flash those phones to standard-based SIP and connect them to the SIP gateway, which is fine and makes sense. Um, but they did push a, an announcement out in August saying, hey, you've got to do this right now, because right now being by uh, September, end of September, because we want everybody onto the gateway. Uh, very quickly, they got robust feedback on that, that, don't put that out in August when everybody's on holiday and give people like 50 days to do it. Um, so they, they quickly pulled that back and said, hey, look, this is the direction we want people to go in, but we're not enforcing that deadline. Um, the original deadline was uh, mid-2023, so July 2023. Uh, so at the moment, they've rolled back that big push to do it urgently. Um, but if you're a customer and you're running three pit phones, don't make any mistake, Microsoft are intending you to move to SIP gateway sooner rather than later. So it's something you should start looking at and planning for. They are gunning for your three PIP phones. Yeah, just, just the last of that Skype for Business uh, kind of online architecture going away and SIP gateway being the long-term supported model. So it all makes sense. It was just the, the comms and the timing were not fantastic on this one. Super. Yeah, certainly one to watch out for. And uh, yeah, dig, dig deeper into that one. There's a link in the description uh, to find Okay, next we said we'd talk about ACS, Azure Communication Services from Microsoft. Um, there's a little bit more happening here. Tom, what's going on? Yeah, this is an interesting one. This kind of gets buried because it's a bit in the weeds. And I was talking to a couple of analysts about it. So, so Microsoft ACS, just to recap, is Microsoft CPaaS platform. So you can buy on consumption that the underlying engine of teams to embed into your apps. So to have video in your apps or messaging in your apps or even telephony in your apps. And what Microsoft have now made generally available is the ability to, to connect your built apps, your line of business apps with Microsoft Teams. So the typical scenarios are, you know, the, the patient is using a 
NHS app or a third-party hospital app or a web browser and the doctor or the nurse is using a Teams, full Teams enterprise experience. Uh, it's also used in things like contact center and it's also used for if there's special line of business devices like a, you know, AR, VR headsets that don't run a Teams client, you can connect the headset to ACS and then connect ACS to Teams and you can bring that, you know, um, cabling operator up a telephone pole into a Teams call and have it all work together. So really interesting kind of use cases. The, the big one in our space is probably things like contact center and auto attendant because they use those APIs to drive Teams. So there'll be a lot of activity there. People like Landis and Luware and also Microsoft's Dynamics contact center use this technology. Um, but also some cool stuff from people like Realware who are, bringing headsets into calls and just loads of line of business use cases around WebRTC where the, the enterprise or the business uses teams, but they want to build a consumer facing experience for the consumer. Fantastic. And I know in your blog that you've, you've mentioned also a few of the kind of example use cases as well. So, you know, do have a look in there as well for a bit more information too. So lots on uh, ACS, and we always seem to be getting we seem to be getting more and more from Microsoft on ACS, don't we? It seems to be more and more use cases coming through. Yeah, it's a big push. So they're pushing in the contact center space with their digital contact center platform, and that's underlying is using ACS as well as other components. Um, but they also see a big market opportunity in that CPaaS space, and you know, there's some big players in that space, and they're gunning with their USP of being on Azure, tightly integrated to enterprise to be one of their uniques if you're going to go CPaaS. Like there's a massive Teams user base out there. There's opportunities to integrate with that user base. Mm. Yeah, lots happening. So keep... Keep you know keep in tune with uh, our updates, and we'll kind of bring you more on the ACS front as we go forward. So next up, uh, I think we're going to talk about Dect. I mean, Dect was announced. Uh, I think it was back in March, Tom, was it? Uh, that Dect was being supported on Microsoft Teams, and there's a, a recent announcement from Polly. Tell us more. Yeah, that's right. Bang on. Uh, good, good memory. So it was March Enterprise Connect. Microsoft said they were adding Dect, and uh, for the for those who don't know what Dect is, it's a wireless standard, typically for phones. So like Wi-Fi phones, but a different standard that's cheaper and probably more robust in some scenarios, but very traditional. Um, so on last month's show, we talked about Spectralink being the first uh, set of devices to be certified. And quickly after that, Poly with their Rove series of devices have been certified. So um, Spectralink tends to play more at the larger end of the deck space. So things like big, big warehouses and big, big retail scenarios. Um, Poly tends to play a little bit more at the smaller end. So like you can get a phone and a base station and just connect it up to teams. So for like a, you know, a, a dentist or a doctor's surgery or something like that. And they probably scale up a bit and obviously Spectralink scale down a bit, but it, it, in generally in those spaces, that's where you're seeing them. Um, so yeah, I put a blog out. There's some interesting stuff around the devices that are supported and, and how their base stations work and stuff, but um, giving customers more options in the deck space for teams now. Fantastic. Yeah, more and more options, which is great to see. Last but not least, from the news uh, on the news front, before we jump into events, we said we'd talk about Skype for Business Server, well, another Skype for Business news item, but Skype for Business Server v Next. What's going on there? Yeah, so uh, Microsoft pre-COVID, if anybody can remember that back that far, Microsoft said, you know, while the cloud is taking off, we're totally committed to server customers and we realize that some customers need server. So Exchange Server, SharePoint Server and Skype Business Server. 
Um, then COVID happened, everything kicked off and got rearranged. And obviously Teams just blew up massively as the priority because of the scale of customers coming on it and the needs of that platform. And it all went super quiet on what's happening with Skype for Business Server. And it's been quiet for a long time. While the other server products have all put out announcements saying um, we have a new version of SharePoint server or a next version of Exchange servers coming, there was nothing from Skype. Uh, so uh, a few weeks ago, 15th of August, we got a blog from the Skype team just saying, look, we, we still realize some people need server. We'll continue to support the existing server until 2025. Um, and there will be something coming for future Skype for Business Server customers. So not super committed, just to like, uh, we we know you exist. We, we remain committed to supporting you. Um, but for, from my with my hat on, from my point of view, it's a very... Uh, token we remain committed like clearly all the motion is towards teams so uh, for skype business servers they've got an absolute guaranteed runway until 2025 microsoft have said there will be a support beyond 2025 um, but don't expect new features and new abilities this is very much to keep customers going that need it not not investment yeah, we'll keep the lights on. And what about the subscription model movement? Has, has that already happened? Uh, uh, you know, Skype for Business on, on premise server kind of customers having to now pay a subscription? Yeah, that will come with the next uh, next version. So at the moment, it's all based on uh, license of the server. But Exchange Server and SharePoint Server are moving to subscription models. So Skype Business Server will do the same thing. So, if yeah, it's a good point for customers that are trying to remain on-premises because they don't like subscription. Either way, uh, all technology companies are funneling down this subscription route. So that's not a good reason to stay on server. And, yeah, the next version will end up being a subscription. And my guess is, realistically, you're going to be paying a subscription and getting maintenance updates because there's not again not going to be a big invest you're not going to see all the clever things you see in teams in skype server not just because they don't want to do it technically but they can't all the cloud stuff all the ai stuff won't work on a server so it's going to be the same product just extended support for those who need it yeah absolutely well thanks for the update and thanks for all those updates so some, some really good and vital uh, news points there so Last but not least, let's go through some events. We've got three big events to uh, to mention. Uh, top of the list is uh, UC Expo, which is coming up uh, on the 12th and 13th of October. Yeah, not that long now. I'm really looking forward to this. This is uh, UC Expo Europe, the London event. Uh, always a really good turnout. There's a, there's a Microsoft stage, so I'm involved in a few sessions there. And we're doing a big meetup, kind of a community meetup, the end of day one. So a bit of a Microsoft AMA, pulling some... Microsoft people in and some friends in to do a bit of a ask us anything, uh, some beers and pizza and stuff. So yeah, it should be a really good one. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of big themes, I mean, I know it's towards the end of the year, which kind of always feels a bit strange because, you know, the themes are always something we talk about at the very beginning of the year, I suppose. Um, but, you know, what do you think in terms of topics? Do you think uh, we're going to kind of hear more of the same of what we've already been going through? Hybrid work, return to work and all this stuff? Or do you think there's anything new on the horizon? Yeah, I think there's a lot of the hybrid is still a is still a topic. I think we've got over the phase of everybody saying we don't know what hybrid is. Like we've been doing it for a while now, so it is what it is. Um, 
but I'm doing a session. I've got um, Pearson on EY on and Burberry on a panel, and we're talking about some of that stuff, actually, like not what's the theory, but what's the fact? How do you make it successful the best you can in the real world? Um, uh, there's a lot of stuff around rooms because people are still working out what they do with office spaces. Uh, but I, I think the the underrated topic is async collaboration and, and how we need to change hybrid with, you know, not, hybrid is not having online meetings all the time it's how somehow having a plan to work together in a more coordinated async way so i'd like to see more content around that that bit as well mm, interesting yeah yeah absolutely and uh yeah i am sure we'll be talking a little bit more around kind of future trends and future tech you know coming through from the vendors as well but for sure you're gonna have to get to the show to see that one um and get you know listen to those uh those insights and, and predictions i suppose so Fantastic. Well, next up is an even bigger event across the globe, for in, certainly in the Microsoft world, which is Microsoft Ignite, October 12th to the 14th. What can we expect from Microsoft this year, Tom? Yeah, so this one got pulled in early. This is normally a November event, and it's a direct clash with UC Expo annoying me this year, so I'm going to have a busy, busy couple of weeks. Um, it's, it's being run as a hybrid event. This is Microsoft's big customer-facing show, so this is where they show what's what's coming for the next you know kind of six to 12 months and where the investments are and what customers should be looking at and we'll see a lot from the team's team can't talk about it yet but some of that room technology we talked about there'll be more of that coming um it's uh, there's about three thousand people in seattle they're doing some regional like get togethers i think but mostly it's a, a hybrid event so it'll all be online it'll be free um yeah and we'll be obviously covering a lot of that news on the show so uh, october is going to be a, a bumper news month for sure yeah, certainly will be. Yeah, so put that in your diaries and uh, so don't forget about that one. But uh, yeah, we'll bring you the highlights from all the, all these events. And last but not least, an, an event that I'm not you know too familiar with, but I think uh, you know something that has come onto your radar. So it's a South Coast Summit in Southampton in the UK, uh, 13th and 15th of October. Tell us more on that one. Yeah, this is a cool one. So this is a new one to me as well. I'll be going down there this time and doing a bit of a Microsoft AMA again and some some sessions. And it's an all-up cloud, Microsoft cloud technology show. So it's the entire Microsoft stack. Uh, and they do it, they do a Friday, they do a kind of warm-up and some training sessions, and Saturday is the big show. So it's interesting that it's a, a weekend show, which makes it accessible for a lot of people that can't get out of work during the week. Uh, it's it's held at the, um, the the cricket ground down there, so it's a really big event, and I think they have a pretty big turnout as well. So, yeah, if you're in that part of the country, and it's not often, you know, there's loads of events in London and Manchester and stuff, but um, South Coast, this is the big event to go to, I think. Yeah, and it's a weekend, you said. Yeah, so it goes. So I think Thursday they're doing a bit of a Ignite Watch thing. Friday they do some training sessions, so you can sign up for like training sessions with the speakers. But Saturday is the big show day, so that's the main event. Fantastic! I'm sure there'll be a few uh, a few drinks after the show on Saturday as well happening. Yeah, it's, it's it's all off the back of Ignite and UC Expo as well. So there'll be a lot we can talk about that weekend that'll have all broken. So it'll be quite a fun time for the uh, the AMA because it'll be like this new thing and that new thing. So yeah, looking forward to that one. Superb. Well, that's it from us. And uh, certainly thanks to Flexit for sponsoring this month's show. But if you've enjoyed today's session, please subscribe to, to UC Today News and give this video a quick share on social as it's always appreciated. And if you're a Microsoft Teams fan and want to be part of the conversation, you can connect with Tom or, or myself on LinkedIn and Twitter and our social links are always in the description. So I'm Rob Scott from UC Today and we'll be back again next month. 
Thanks for watching.